I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 102. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Studying Jeremiah chapters 1 through 3, chapter 7, chapters 16 through 18, and chapter 20. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home too. Hello. I am standing up in my room because um, the chair that I usually sit on is not in here, and I'm too lazy to go get it. So, If you have been struggling with Isaiah, congratulations, you made it through. We are officially in the book of Jeremiah. Um, So we're just going to talk about a couple of verses here that I really loved. And these two main principles that I think are probably the most important principles that we can get from this set of scriptures. The first one comes from um, Jeremiah chapter uh, 1. It's verse 5. We're not going to read it, but essentially it's this concept. He's, it's God talking to, um, it's the Lord. It's the Lord talking to Jeremiah, and he's saying, I knew thee, right? This is where we get the title of this section from, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And I think that this is so massively important for us to understand um, <clears throat> because I think it's really easy to get caught up in this idea, especially, I don't know what your parents are like. My parents are, well, they're pretty good. Um, but I've heard of people, you know, saying that their parents said that they were an accident, that they never meant to have them, that the fact that they exist on this earth was just because of, to put it in a rather crude way, a broken condom, right? Like there, there was no intention of having that child, but that's actually not true. Right, Even if the mom and the dad who physically, the earthly parents, didn't intend to create this child who's now in the world, God very intentionally created that child, very intentionally created that spirit, very purposefully created that spirit. I think that's something that's important to notice, and I think we've kind of talked about that before, but I think it's super, um, I don't know, like knowing that the Lord knew me before I came to this earth means that he knows the work that I need to do. He knows how to prepare me for that work. And I kind of liken it a little bit to how I can look at my children who are ever growing. Um, My now four-year-old just had his birthday and turned four. And I look at him and I still see the chubby nine-pound baby that I brought home from the hospital who was helpless and needed me for literally everything. I look at my seven, soon-to-be eight-year-old And I still see the eight pound baby that I brought home from the hospital and my heart, when I look at her, when I look at my children in this way of remembering their tiny, soft infant selves that were so helpless and needed me for everything. When I look at them and I see some of that still there, um, it helps at least me soften my heart and realize that even though they're growing up and even though... Um, you know, that nine pound baby is now a four year old and that eight pound baby is now an almost eight year old. Um, there's still some of that in them that still needs me to help them and to guide them and to prepare them for what's coming. And I kind of think that heavenly father our heavenly parents and Christ kind of see us a little bit in the same way 
where they recognize that we are still very young, right? We still don't really know what we're doing. Regardless of how long we've lived on the planet, we're still younger than they are, right? And it also, I think, is easier to understand that unconditional love when we frame it in this way that they knew us before we even had physical bodies, you know, that they are on our team. Um, and I think that's super powerful. The other thing that I want to talk about, <clears throat> and I am going to read a verse for one of these, it's verses, it's still chapter one, verses eight and 19. And this is this concept of be not afraid, I am with thee, right? This is, again, the Lord talking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah's kind of freaked out about what he's being asked to do. It's a lot. And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, listen, I'm here with you. I've got you. Um, and I think when we remember, I think it's when we think about what our mission is here on planet earth, right? To love, what is it? Love invite, no, share, invite, love, love, share, invite, um, <clears throat> the gathering of Israel, right? It can be really daunting and really intimidating and feeling, especially if we don't feel that our knowledge in the gospel is, we're like, if you're like, Donica, I don't know the scriptures as well as you do. Guess what? Neither did I until I started, I became a gospel doctrine teacher and then I had to get to know the scriptures. And then doing this has helped me get to know the scriptures more. So essentially what I'm saying is reading the scriptures is how you get to know the scriptures. So if you feel that your knowledge of the gospel is insufficient to share it, first of all, that's not true because you can share what you know, share what you know. If the only thing that you know is that you are a child of God, that you have heavenly parents who very purposefully created you and put you on this planet for a purpose, then share that, right? If the only thing that you know is that there was a 14-year-old boy who prayed in a grove and he saw God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, and from that vision, we have been able to have a restored gospel on this earth, then share that, right? Start with what you know. There's a um, Jeffrey R. Holland um, quotation about that. He says that trying to start with what we don't know is like trying to stuff a turkey through the the beak, right? It's, it's not going to work. <laughs> you got to start with what you know. Um, so first of all, start with what you know. But second of all, if you are being consistently close to God, right? You're staying consistently close to him through regular temple attendance, through studying your scriptures, through thoughtful prayer, he will give you the words that you need. Um, one of the things in general conference that we just had, um, I don't remember who had, who talked about it. It's on my notes, but he talked about how Christ was able to overcome the temptations that Satan was giving him. And if you look and you notice that Christ answers Satan with scripture repeatedly. And how does Christ know to answer Satan with scripture? Because he's read them. He's studied them. He knows them. And I found that the more that I am in the scriptures and the more that I am studying them and the more consistently I am studying them, then the more I am able to recall scriptures when those moments come of people asking me questions I can be like look it's right here it's right here okay and so this is the verse I want to read you it's verse 19 
It says, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. So I love that he's not saying that no one will fight you. <laughs> People will definitely try and fight you, but they will not prevail against you. You will be with the Lord. Like the Lord will be with you. So I just want to end <clears throat> with this real quick. Um, that So this is something that um, President uh, Nelson said. He says, oh, sorry, sorry I'm burping over here. <laughs> You were sent to earth at this precise time to help gather Israel. There is nothing happening on this earth right now that is more important than the gathering. The gathering should mean everything to you. And again, I'm the type of person where I hear this, I'm like, oh no, this seems like so much work. And then I remember that there are so many ways to be gathering. Not all of us are going to be able to drop everything that we're doing and spend two years of our life gathering Israel like our missionaries can, right? Eventually, my goal someday is to go on a senior couple mission with my husband. But right now, we have tiny tots. That's not really in the cards for us at this exact moment. I'm not even old enough. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the, by the time I was old enough the first time, um, I had been married for six months, so it was a little bit of a moot point. But how we gather is entirely between you and God. But I promise you, if you are attending the temple regularly, if you are reading your scriptures regularly, if you are reading the words of our prophets regularly, if you are having that thoughtful prayer regularly, God will give you ways to gather. And it won't look anything like you're thinking of, right? I kind of like to think of this little podcast that has a grand total of two people that listen to it as a little, my, my little way of trying to gather what I can of Israel, um, being a good example to my children, raising my children in a way that they hopefully will also perpetuate that gathering of Israel. Um, anyway, lots and lots of things. I'd love to hear how you gather um, and how you participate. And I'd like to also remind you that the gathering of Israel is not just on this side of the veil. It is also on the other side of the veil. So again, if you're doing that regular temple work and going to the temple regularly, you are also participating in the gathering. And I will talk to you next week.